Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Well, day one of this year's Cheltenham Festival is, of course, the Tuesday, the highlight being the St. James Champion Hurdle, but we kick it all off with the Skybet Supreme Novices Hurdle, the... uh, Scottish Sunsport Racing Team are here to talk us through. Ed Watson is with me, Robert Thompson, Colin Duncan and myself, Jim Delahunt. Ed, let's start with the Skybet Supreme and uh, Mellon, an uneasy favourite, is that fair? Yeah, out of all the William Mullins trained runners that have pitched up for the curtain raiser, this has to be the weakest one by a country mile. He's only had one run over hurdles, there's only one winner since, or no winner since 1992, has only come here with only one run under its belt. That was a horse, you know, a horse like Binocular, he's the only one that's gone on to run on the flat and then come and win this race. Mellon's doesn't look like a, 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 an outstanding favourite here. You've got horses like Neon Wolf, Bally Andy, Move With The Times. I think there's more chance of Rod Stewart staying sober at a Scottish Cup draw than Mellon winning the, the first of the, of the great meeting. Robert, where do you stand on Melon? Well, he's placed up like he's Vatura Duvan with it having done anything near what they've done. I mean, apparently he's been he's dizzy for going around thirdless and schooling races, but when it comes to the big day, I don't think that's really going to give you enough experience, is it? So Willie Mullins is or isn't going to kick off the meeting with a winner, Colin? No, I think he's one of the leads of the meeting, Jim. <clears throat> you know, even you look at and all counts from, from breeding right through to, to what he's done in the course. I think he's from Medician. I think their record at the festival was zero from ten. I don't think they've even had a placed horse. You see, he's got one run. The form of the Leopardston Maiden he won hasn't been hasn't worked out at all. You know, it was a run in a slow time. I'm not even sure that that Ruby will actually ride the horse. You know, and, and I think it's, its price will drift even even longer in the, in the days leading up to the race. The money earlier this weekend was for Neon Wolf, which we all thought was going to go for the Neptune. Yeah, well, we're very much dependent on what the ground's going to be. The forecast, the latest forecast, looks like we might get softer ground than usual, particularly for the start of the meeting. And you could see horses like Neon Wolf switch back to the shorter trip on softer ground. So from what looks quite a good opening to take on a horse like Melon with the likes of Bally Andy, Moon Racer we haven't mentioned, Move of the Times, it could actually be quite a strong race now. So it's going to be fascinating to watch what trainers' plans, how they crystallise close to, to the meeting. But... If horses like that were Neon Wolf was going to turn up, then you could even see Mellon going off second or third favourite on the day. The reason we haven't touched on Moonracer yet, Colin, is of course because it might run in the champion huddle, which we'll come on to in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, there's been a lot of money for it this morning. The trainer indicating that's maybe where the the goal. I mean, and that that probably tells you that the high regard in which the horses is held at the, the pipe stable. Also um, reflects his career as well. That he's you know he's getting on a bit. He's not had that much experience, and they've got an open champion hurdle to have a crack at. So. I, th- I think also if you look since he, since he won the since he won the champion bumper two years ago, he's had, we've hardly seen him on the track. Mm. He clearly has a very fragile horse, so they're thinking, well, we're only getting, maybe going to get one, two maximum runs out a season. So let's try and make hay while the sun shines. So if we get a chance of going for an open champion hurdle, well, let's go for it just now. But they don't really know how sound the horse is going to be twelve months down the line. So this might be the only chance that crack will get at it. What are you? No matter where he goes, he's no run since November. Mm. And that has to be a negative, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, you would think so. And I think he was also flattered the way that race worked out at Cheltenham because it was a slow time. He got a good ride, yeah. 
by the yeah, stats very tactical, wasn't it? Very tactical, and he and that's probably why he beat Ballyandy again in a falsely run race. He had more speed than Ballyandy. I think the other thing we have to look at as well is how highly do we rate the Irish novices this year? Have we now just got it in our head that the Irish novices are great all the time because of what they've been in the past, or is the British form better? Is the Betfair not the best form that we've got? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it was necessarily a vintage Betfair herder, but you took you took two novices who breezed clear, hard held on the bridle, put daylight between them and the rest of the field. I think that's. I think it's pretty it's solid form. form, isn't it? So it's Bally Andy won it. Beat Move with the times. The They're very closely matched on official ratings, and how that panned out. The only difference being is you've got Bally Andy at five to one, and you've got Move with the times at nine to one. So if you're basing it purely on prices, then surely out of the two, Move with the times. Is the value there? Although Ballyhandy ha- Ballyhandy has been there and done it because he's won at the festival before last he, year in the part, part of the reason is what Colin said as well about the the form of Mellon's maiden hurdle. Gordon Elliott came out and absolutely slaughtered his own horse. Broken Soul was it? Yeah. Saying ungenuine, you know, he's he's a jibber. I mean, that's basically the only horse of any sort of substance he's beaten. Mm. And Aaron Taylor doesn't even like him. So I agree with Ed. I think that's probably the best bit of form it's on offer, and also the time. Was exceptionally fast that day in comparison to the other races run at the track. Mm. Also, Bally Andy, I mean, he reminds me very much of Menorah, real battle yeah. hardened, yeah. toughest team. That's what you need, you need, you know, in comparison to these lightly raced like Melon, it's only got one run under his belt. And it's told they could go for the long, for the Neptune with him because he stays fed, but time has proven in races you need a horse that stays really well yeah. to win a Supreme. They go off a quick gallop, it's probably going to be on more testing ground than usual this year. You're going to have to stay probably thick in a two and a half to win a race like well, this. In the hope that Nigel Twist and Davis' sources are still in form, and I'm starting to have my doubts just looking at some results over the past week, I'm going to go with Bally Andy. I would probably err on the side or, or move with the time just that I may have a bit more scope. I thought Bally Andy beat him fair and square, but I thought Barry Geraghty was very, very easy on it once he knew that it wasn't going to win. It did run slightly green, and, and I thought he kind of eased him home. So just I mean, almost double the odds, I think, maybe move with the times. Slightly better value, but I mean, I think Bally Handy is definitely going to be the one to beat. I'm with Colin and move with the times, especially on the prices, means almost twice the price of Bally Handy. The other one, not to forget, was River Wild, mm-hmm. who a good sort of form line through to Neon Will through Elgin. I could definitely be an each way contender. Happy Ed? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's Bally Handy and move with the times, those are the two that are back. Well, let, let's move, jump rather, to the champion hurdle because of the connection with Moon Racer. Moon Racer heavily backed earlier this week for the champion. Colin made a very good point that he might only get a couple of cracks at races every year because he is a little bit delicate. If he goes for the champion, you know he's all in. He's going for it. He is, and it's a, it's a fascinating champion hurdle because we don't have a superstar this year. There's no Fahim, there's no Annie Power, the last two winners. It leaves it very, very wide open and champion hurdle. And if you did have a Fahim in the race, then Moon Racer wouldn't be pitching up. So if he does pitch up, that tells you that it's, it's, it's even more wide open than perhaps it looks just now certainly the horse that brings very solid form is Petit Mouchoir who will is the most likely front runner we should get a probably a pretty decent sized field and, 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 a, and a good pace as well so we should get a truly run race the horse I've backed twice so far at double figure prices is, is now the current favourite Yanworth who isn't the most natural hurdler but you can't crab his form he's unbeaten at two miles over hurdles my one worry is with a big field he got trapped wide last year he's not the quickest over his hurdles you know, mm-hmm. if, if a similar scenario unfolded he could get caught a bit wide could get caught out of his ground and then even though he's going to stay on at a track which will suit him better than the likes of Kempton and Wincanton where he's won despite not liking the sharp nature of the track that'd be my worry with, with Yanworth but I think on, on form he is the horse that has the best form the best single piece of form 
I think it's a 25 to 1 shot a 10 year old the oldest horse in the race called My Tent or Yours who was second last year on his first run for over a year I think mm. hasn't been seen to best effect this year but he would probably want the ground to dry up a little bit but a strongly run race big field get some cover he could again run into the frame with a big price but he's probably the outsider of Henderson's three is that fair? Yeah. 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 just going back to Yanworth for a minute there I mean, everybody, we know he got beat at the festival last year. One thing that's been overlooked is Alan King's horses went off a cliff last year. After the, the meeting with Kempton, they, I mean, got mm. written down here, you had two winners from 49 runners in March, three winners from 41 runners in April. Mm. That's after 29 and 26% strike rate. So the fact he's the still finished before. second to a, and he's to finished a second. machine you like Mark Hill. Yes, you could do. I think you can mark him up on yeah, that. I don't year. think it was Barry Garrett's finest hour in the saddle no. either. I can't go anything strong in a champion hurdle at this stage. Does anyone want to contradict well, that? Well the, well, the fact, Jim, that the bet, and I think there's six horses at 7 to 1 and under, tell you how mm. difficult a conundrum yeah. the champion hurdle is this year. I mean, you could genuinely make a case for, for those six and, and a, a whole raft of, of outsiders as well. I, mean, I think Limini is one of the most interesting contenders. The fact that if if Willie Mullins decides to, to supplement it, I mean, it's it's form with Apples Jade is, is is top class. You know, I think the time form speed figure was you know out of this world. I think they, they marked it up as one of the, the top speed figures of the, the entire campaign. The fact that it would have been received at seven pounds as well. The other thing is that were mentioned earlier that the fact that Willie Mullins when he does switch targets late in the day I think over the last four festivals you know there's been 13 horses he switched target at the, at the last minute and eight of them have gone on to win the races two were second and another two fell so I mean that that, that would suggest that he's, he's very very rarely does he get it, get it wrong when, when, when placing horses or maybe just tells you that was the target all along and he, yeah, was, yeah. he was trying to pull the wheel over she, she was very impressive when she won the other week but the other horse you can throw into that same category is York Hill didn't impress in a schooling session a public schooling session at, at, over the weekend at Leopardstown it, Mullins says he's not going to go champion hurdle with it but Graham Wiley has had good herders none more so than Ingalls Dreve doesn't really have a champion herder horse because Nichols Cannon looks like he'll go maybe go elsewhere and miss the meeting entirely York Hill if he was to be supplemented would go off favourite so I wouldn't rule that one out just yet even though Mullins says uh, no way Jose OK well still a few ifs and buts about the, uh, ifs and buts rather about the champion uh, the Racing Post article sticking with the Group 1s on Grade 1s rather on the uh, Day 1 card over two miles looks a certainty Robert Altior I don't think we need to say any more, do no. we? <laughs> he goes down, he comes back, he wins. That's yeah, it. I think that's the case. That's the article. The interesting. Mark, the, the, yeah. It's not. It's not an out. The outright market is not one for really getting stuck into. But it's yeah. the without market. How horses might be ridden to finish second to achieve the best possible. Play, that's a fascinating market because a horse like Charbel, who is a novice, he's the horse that's got closest to Altior this year. He's the only horse to really give him yeah, a semblance yeah, of a race, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. So he's what, about a five to two shot, I think, in the without market, which is a far better value to me than backing three to one on Altior. Another one just to throw in the mix as well. I know you've got doubts about Nigel Twist and Davis horses form, but Flying, <coughs> Flying Angel, Angel, who's unbeaten in his two completed yeah. starts, that was his best performance to date when he won at Warwick just the other week. Stays further with handles softer ground. He was uh, about ten to one, ten or twelve to one in the, in the without market. So maybe a bit of each way value in, yeah, in that particular market. The other one I would I'd just give a small small mention would be Royal Caviar Willie Mullins. I mean, there's very very few first string Willie Mullins horses of trade will go off at twenty to one, which mm. he currently stands. I mean, he is a nine year old. He's obviously clearly had his problems. Probably would have won the Irish Arkle if he stayed up last time. He looks as if he had to measure some plan. So. I think he probably maybe represents a bit of value each way or in the market without the favourite, which I, th- I think he'd be holding. But that's the market to play in, isn't it? You, yeah. I mean, you can, you can still finish second to the favourite, yeah. being 20 lengths and still pick up a nice 
Should I, double figures. Should Altior be going for this race, or should he be going for the championship? Well, this race, undoubtedly, you're not going to beat Duvan. He wouldn't beat Duvan, would he? Mm. He might beat Duvan next year. I mean, the time. I don't think he on. jumps well enough yet, does he? Mm. And you get you only get one shot at an Arkle. You know, he's got next year for the yeah. the championship. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've ended up with two uncompetitive races, haven't you? Really? As a result, yes, yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. if you put if you put Altior in the championship, he would undoubtedly be the main challenger to Duvan. Yeah. So if you're Nicky Henderson and connections, you, you you definitely go to the Arkle. He would be the only the third horse since 1965 to complete the Supreme Arkle double, Flying Bolt and Duvan being the other two. But not many horses go down this route, mm-hmm. so and they often go champion hurdles. So maybe that's a little bit of a misnomer, but still one for the history books if he was to, okay. to complete. Well, the the mayor's hurdle later in the day, Vroom Vroom Mag, the winner last year, looks like going off favourite this year, assuming that Willie Mullins has got all his plans correct. You've got Apples Jade in there, possibly Limini and possibly Let's Dance, although I think Let's Dance with a £50,000 stable bonus for the Willie Mullins team may well go for the mayor's novices hurdle later in the week. So that looks that way, reason, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah the betting would suggest this morning that, that uh, Let's Dance is going to go down that route. Yeah, OK, well, that's the Mayor's Hurdle. The National Hunt Chase, always an interesting race on day one. Lots of word about for a genie in a bottle. Champers on Ice has been well supported as well. And the other one I like, it's a, a Nicky Henderson one, is Beware the Bear. Is anyone with me? Yeah, I do. I do like Beware the Bear, uh, Jim. Uh, he said it won a very good novice chase early in the year. I think it was the same route. Tricky trickster in Midnight Prayer took yep. before winning the, the four miler. You know, it's form ties in, it beats single farm payment, which has been well tipped up for the handicap earlier on the same day. I mean, it jumps, it stays, it's got all the attributes you need to, to win a, a, a race like that, which turns into a real war of attrition, especially if, it, if the going does come up soft. I think Nicky Henselton's always believed it's a, in time it would be a grand national horse, and this would always be a, a good stepping stone. Yeah, yeah no, I, I give that a big chance. I think it's about 16 to 1, I think. It's yeah, yeah, 12, 14, 16, depending where you want to go. Possible one in there again with the proviso about Nigel's horses. Callet Mad has been running quite well in chases, suggesting that he might be up to this. Callet Mad, any. Any thoughts? Yeah, it's a Simon Muneer, isn't it? Yeah. An Isaac yeah. Swed horse. Yeah. And I think it's been one of these horses that's kind of have kept deliberately below the radar. I mean, it was entered up in quite a few of the different contests. The RSA, the Four Miler, maybe even been in the Kim Muir. I mean, it's been in a lot, a lot of the races. But they've been deliberately not been saying very much about this horse while talking about a lot of other ones, which always leads me to be a bit suspicious that this might be, you know, this might be something special. Where are we going to go for the best bet on Tuesday? We could go to the one of the most competitive races of the day, probably the Ultima Business Handicap. I think one of old friends, Holywell, John Joe O'Neill. You know, it's I think it's a stone rated, a stone lower than when second in the race to last year to in temper two. A pair of them drew about twenty lengths clear. Clearly been campaigned with this race in mind all year. I mean, as it's done for the last four seasons, run all winter, some soft ground at northern tracks, clearly not to its liking, but give it the festival, some good going, bit of sunshine on its back, and it, and it really, you know, comes to life. I think it's about 14 to 1, I think you can get. I think it's a knock in each way bet, and I just can't have it out of the frame. Enjoy the first day at Cheltenham. <laughs>